Welcome to the Tandem Talk Show, where we help women dial in their nutrition and fitness so that they can lose fat, tone up, and transform their lives. And now your host from Tandem Nutrition, Coach G. Yo, hey, what's up, everyone? Coach G here. Really excited for this brand new episode of the Tandem Talk Show with our very special guest, Jamie Sharla. Guys, you have a very exciting episode today. Jamie Sharla is the owner of Jamie Sharla Coaching. She is a neuro-linguistic practitioner, certified life coach, living in Austin, Texas. Jamie, what is up in Austin, Texas? How's the weather down there right now? <laughs> it is. Uh, Mother Nature has been moody here. I just moved here two months ago and I was told like, hey, you're moving to warmer weather and then we get hit with this snow apocalypse and uh, I was out of running water for 10 days. So, but yesterday it was 80 degrees here and today it's like 55 and rainy. So it depends on the hour that you ask me, G. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you're doing well. Like you told me today, I, I think you told me that you had some water running today after 10 days. So I'm really happy to hear that you're back in good <laughs> living conditions and that you have some water you don't have to boil. So just really excited to have you on tonight. Jamie, thank you so much for your time. I know you can give a ton of value uh, to our audience. And for those watching today, if you're new to this show, this is a TM Talk show. We go live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time to bring you a ton of value on how to help women lose fat, tone up, and transform their lives. If you're not yet part of our private Facebook group, the Tandem Tone Up Community, go to www.tandemnutrition.com forward slash Facebook, you get instant access to this group and also to Jamie. She's in there. Jamie, tell us about yourself. What do you, uh, what do you focus on with your clients? So first of all, G, thank you so much for having me on here, guys. If, if you are new tuning in here, Coach, Coach G is the man. So I'm just, I feel so grateful that he asked me to speak with all of you. So um, I am what I like to refer to as a mindset transformation coach. And the reason being is because I fully believe that everything starts and ends within our minds. Whatever we think about is what we're going to bring about. I actually volunteer very heavily with the special needs community as well. And one of the biggest lessons that that experience alone taught me, along with many of other areas of the School of Hard Knocks that I attended, um, is that the only disability is a bad attitude. And so with that is I want you guys to like, even right out of the gate now, as we are talking about mindset is think about where your frame of mind is currently. When you're like you're you're sad, it's easy to stay sad and typically when you see people that are happy, they're always happy. It is all a frame of mind and it starts and ends with you and that is what I work with my clients on. Okay, great. Um so the last thing we heard you say was the only disability is a bad attitude. That is correct. Yes. So oh, awesome. Yes. Yes. So yeah, the only disability is a bad attitude. So, you know, no matter what, if you think you can, you can, if you think you can't, guess what? You can't. So the only person who is actually capable of changing that is you. And so that is what I work with people on is everything mindset. Mm. And tonight guys, we have a very special episode, um, right into Jamie's wheelhouse. 
on how to control your mind to master your time. And when it comes to mastering time and like really focusing on the mind, this is where Jamie is a master at. So what she specializes in and what her tagline is, is she, she trains brains and shifts perspectives. And tonight, if you're tuning in live with me, uh, comment live below. Let us know you're watching. This will change your mind and change the way you look at time. So, Jamie, when you work with clients and for anyone who's complaining or saying, I don't have enough time, what are some common hurdles that they're facing that's that's keeping them from finding the time to do things that they need to do for themselves? So obviously, first and foremost, is that's just an excuse. I, one of my favorite phrases, and I think I probably repeat this at least 30 times a day, is people make time for the things they want to make time for. It's not a matter of how do I find the time, you make the time. Another phrase that I always hear people say is like, oh, I'm just such a procrastinator. No, you're not. Because if I told you, hey, I got a million dollars stash in my trunk right now and I need you to be here in an hour and 43 minutes on the dot. I bet you are going to do anything and everything in your power to make that happen. You're not going to be like, mm, you know, I think I have to watch my plant grow because it's about to bloom. So I don't think I can be there. You know, it's a lot of times we, we share these excuses and what those excuses boil down to is that the fear of actually being enough and deserving it, the fear of rejection, the fear of failure. But it all boils down to, again, your belief system and if you actually even think it's possible. So we also find ways to, to, to get our security blanket and stay in what we know, even if it isn't comfortable and we don't like it and it's a miserable feeling. It's what we know. It's cushiony. It's safe. So that is why people will make excuses majority of the time on why they say they don't have time. Mm. So what are some common tactics or strategies that you would offer someone who maybe, maybe not feel that confidence to, to step away from their comfort zone um, and, and to, and to eventually help them step out that comfortable box to, to you know, believe themselves and to really make more time for themselves. Sorry. It looks like it freezes a little bit. Um, yeah. So one thing is I, I want to cover you know, if it, if it all goes accordingly, I believe it'll work out how it's supposed to, but there are three main topics that I want to be able to talk with you guys about within that, that question in itself. But first and foremost, before I even dive into that, there's a phrase I want you guys to make sure you have in your brain right now as you're listening or you're watching is take what you need and leave the rest. Because even if it's mm. something that you are super entertained and you're drawn into, you are only going to retain 30% of that. Okay. So if you're watching something for an hour, only 30% of that you're going to remember. So take what you need and leave the rest. If it doesn't resonate with you, that's fine. But there's going to be something from here that you can take and use to your advantage. So first and foremost, the number one thing that I want to start with is talking about the sense of self-awareness. Okay. You know, we, we know we're busy. We know we have all these things that need to be done. But how present are we actually being? And the example I want to give you, and I want to challenge you guys to who's ever listening, men and women both, but I am going to start with the ladies here. How many times have you left your house and thought, oh my gosh, did I shut my curling iron off? Did I, did I shut the stove off? 
and you're freaking out and considering going home because you're afraid you're going to catch your house on fire because you maybe didn't unplug it. If you weren't aware of if you actually even did it, were you really being present in the fact that you were doing your hair or were you thinking about all of the other things that you needed to do? Or to incorporate the men into this one too, and this still fits for the ladies, how many times have you been taking the same exact drive to work and all of a sudden you're like, was that light even green? I don't even know if that was a red light or not. Did I just, I don't even know. I was just driving. That's not being very self-aware and that's not being very present. So already you, your mind is going in so many other different places. You're overwhelmed. You're not going to know how to even start on how or to, where to prioritize your time and what matters most. So being self-aware of what is consuming your thoughts. Are those thoughts serving you? That's point one that I want to make. So I'll take I'll take a breather there before I dive into any in case you have any questions or thoughts on that, G. Yeah, and, and just to speak to the audience, we have roughly 15 people watching right now. Uh, if you ladies or gentlemen watching have any questions for Jamie, please drop them in the comments below. Um, Jamie is here for the next 25, 30 minutes. So ask her some questions. Uh, this is a really true just treat for uh, the tandem community to have her on live. So please take advantage of this, ask her some questions. Um, but thank you for outlining that first strategy. And on my end, I don't have any questions, but let me go check some the, ch the comment box to see if anyone else does. And if not, we can keep rolling along. We have a couple of people watching live, awesome. Jamie, what is what is the, sec the second tactic? Perfect. So the second one I like to suggest people do is a self audit. Okay. Or think of balancing your checkbook. This is going to kind of, you're going to notice that these three steps can be used all in unison, or you can even break it apart and use them at different times. That's the beautiful part about this too. But as a self audit, I typically, I'll do mine every single day, which was a habit that I had to slowly incorporate. It wasn't overnight that I all of a sudden was aware enough to be doing these mental these mental checks. But even if you think of like on Sundays, if you're wanting to get the habit of meal prepping or you're wrapping up everything from the weekend to prepare for Monday or the week ahead, use even a day, a specific time to do a self audit. Check in with yourself. How present am I being? Okay. But asking yourself different questions, like if especially, it doesn't always have to be a negative or a positive. Okay, I'm going to pull that out of the equation for this step. Just allowing yourself to do a mental check. Okay, like you got to balance your checkbook. You have to make sure that everything is aligned of what you've withdrawn and what you've also deposited into your bank account. The same goes with your with your, your psych bank. Okay, so think of it that way is when you do the self audit, how much of me am I pouring out to other people? Do I need to take a breath? Like I'm already overwhelmed and I've been slaving away at the computer trying to come up with an answer to this solution for the last two hours. Now I'm exhausted. I don't want to think and I'm checking out and I'm not serving myself or anybody involved. Let's call a self audit. How do I need to recalibrate here? Maybe it's some simple breathing exercises. Maybe it's you get up and you do 10 jumping jacks. Maybe it's you turn on your favorite jam and you just shake your booty for a little bit. I don't care what it is. But you got to, again, be able to give yourself something that's a form of a reminder, put it on your calendar, set reminders in your phone, ask an accountability buddy to check in with you, rate how your day is going, scale of one to 10. 
start recognizing where your time and energy is going. Mm, that would that be number two. So Gotcha. So when it comes to self-auditing, you mentioned you've taken some time out on like one day per week or uh, checking out you know, periodically. I'm just kind of curious, you're very high, high level, you're high performer. Can you tell us what you do for your self-auditing process? Yes. Um, so with this, I'm actually going to make a massive uh, recommendation to a book because that is what um, created the beast of this is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. I read this about like five or six years ago, and it talks about how little things accumulate to really be big things. So even if like you think, let's even base it from a fitness and nutrition standpoint, oh, it's just one pop a day, like it's not gonna be a big deal. And then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, but that was really good, and now you're drinking two, and now you're drinking three, and now you're drinking four, and the next thing you know, you're going through a case of Mountain Dew in a week, right? These little things can actually end up being very, very big things. And when I had read this book, one thing that I started incorporating was to-do lists. And so even if it is the most basic, redundant task, like actually, fun fact, I have mine right here. This is my to-do list for the day. Wow. Every night before I go to bed, I write out my to-do list for the next day. And I even write down my basic morning routine. First thing I do when I get up in the morning is I read my Bible app. I spend my time with Jesus first thing in the morning. Then I let my dog out. I open up my blinds. I make my pre-workout, go to the bathroom, get all ready, go to the gym, come home, shower, make coffee. Every one of those steps is listed on my day. Because now I have the power of the pen and I get that satisfaction of crossing it off and I already feel like a freaking champ because I just knocked 10 things off my list in like an hour. So for me, that self audit is every single night even when at the absolute like minimum is once a day and that's in the evening because I like mentally check how the day went. How many of the things did I accomplish? Am I okay that I didn't complete all those? What happened why I didn't complete those? Was it out of my control? Was it not as big of a priority? Did something else follow suit? Or was there something that triggered me earlier in the day? And I went in a mental downward spiral and I just didn't feel like doing it. And because I didn't feel like doing it, now I'm upset with myself. Am I going to go to bed being mad that I didn't complete that? Or what, what can I do to assess the situation? How can I balance and recalibrate the psych bank so I'm not upset with what I did or didn't accomplish for the day? Then that's where I go into the next day. I already have my, my top 20 things in the morning that I'm knocking out and then I list out everything else. And then as I'm looking at it, I kind of will base it and be able to get a good review of what is to come. So I'm not overwhelmed waking up first thing in the morning because I'm already prepared. That is amazing. And Jamie, I want to ask you, you had that, that uh, to-do list. Is, is that from a specific book or product? It looks really organized. How did you, the colors and the titles, where's that um, from? So honestly, that's just what I happened to find at Marshall's. And it, and it oh. just, it's got a little, it's fun, it's colorful, but it does have some nice prompts. I don't really use them because I just need okay. a piece of paper. But it, I mean, that, that's the beautiful thing, the world we live in. Amazon has everything. Marshall's has everything. 
but it says make today amazing. It has the date, my top goals, my to-do list. This is all for open space to put whatever you want. But there's tons of calendars you can invest in that show that kind of stuff to help prompt it. Dry erase boards. I'm a huge fan of those. Sticky notes, whatever. Little things that you can do to set reminders to celebrate the things that you're accomplishing on your list, but also to help keep you organized so you can stay on track with what it is you need to accomplish for the day. So going back to number one with being self-aware. So let's let's say someone's listening to this today and they're just just you know so stressed and so busy that they can't focus. They're not even sleeping well. What are what do you suggest to someone to become more self-aware and to find more time for themselves? Great, great question. So when being in that mental space this is again where it's going to it's going to take a little bit of effort but it's allowing yourself to actually just stop and it's crazy that i have to you know like word it like this because everyone's going to be like when you hear it you're going to be like well duh jamie i do do that no you don't we live in a world that we we feel that if we aren't constantly moving if we are constantly working if we are up doing something we're being lazy and or if that there's something that we don't want to do we have a very handy distraction this is a time sucker okay they even say i think on average like somebody checks their phone like literally just looks at it not even opens it looks at it on average like 600 times a day like it's it's ridiculous on how many times people are constantly pulling up their phone just to even glance at it because it's like did somebody text me do i have an email what what's popping up on facebook like it's such an easy distraction but I mean, even if you're spending a minute on it and you do that 60 times you just wasted an hour of your day so part of what i even do with my clients is if somebody wants to tell me but jamie that's easy for you to say you don't have kids you don't have the job that i have you you make your own schedule you work for yourself i'm like okay but i also know somebody who has six kids who's still getting up and going to the gym and meal prepping and working a 14-hour day you've got to be the one to take control of your schedule do you control your time or does your time control you that is so powerful that is so yes. <laughs> seize the day train your brain and shift those perspectives so it's so self-awareness is key self-auditing I love, I think that's one thing I'm gonna take away from the day is really checking out. And that's actually one of the things my mentors Percy taught me this past week was really set, setting side, setting side quiet time where you actually do nothing. In fact, uh, a book I recently read called The, the uh, Magic of Thinking Big. Mm -hmm. It talked about the highest level people who purposely, like even Jesus, he removed himself to go pray. And like how even like big names, like they would like spend like purposely do not, they would like spend time alone and quiet. That's when they get their ideas and refresh. So you've inspired me to do, to do more of this and to make more purposeful time in thinking and then understanding my week ahead so I can plan better. Because right now with my, tr my own training, I'm just, you know, flying by the seat of my pants. I just go when I can and, and, and I'm like, oh, I don't have time, but I need to change it around because that is definitely a priority and you have inspired me to take control of my time and, and not let my time control me. Jamie, what is the third tactic that the third tactic? So this is going to be a sneaky little trick, but it does have a little bit of a prerequisite. 
So the prerequisite is, is to be able to be a little bit more self-aware, okay? One thing that we always, we, we are really good at is finding all of these things we wanna add to our schedule to make us better. If someone's not used to going to the gym, I'm gonna start going to the gym seven days a week. I'm gonna start eating healthy. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna start waking up earlier. I'm gonna start doing this, this, this. So now all of a sudden you're adding all these extra tasks, you're getting overwhelmed, and then you're gonna crash and burn. So one other area you wanna look at is what are some habits right now that you have in place that are not working that you can remove? So rather than continuing to add things to your plate, what is something that isn't working? Maybe it's watching, like turning the TV on to try to fall asleep at night. Maybe it's sitting in front of the TV, watching the news for an hour while you drink your coffee until you wake up to get started for the day. Like find little things that are really being your time suckers. Maybe it's keeping your phone away from you for a certain time, but think of some of those things that are really taking up a lot of time on your schedule that you can pull away. Learning how to say no, learning how to check that and just remove it from the table. Once you do that, habit stacking, oh my goodness, I absolutely love it. It's the coolest thing. So let's say you're somebody who wants to become more of a morning person. I personally love morning. So like this is the same energy you're gonna catch from me at four o'clock in the morning. I, I don't have a problem with that, but many people struggle with mornings. So say you usually get up at eight and you're like, I wanna wake up at six. Okay, well, let's not completely jump off the cliff because that's not gonna probably be very sustainable, right? So let's maybe think of some things that we can anchor and put a routine to start putting these subconscious things in place that will remind you to create those, those new habits. So like, cause think of it this way, when you get ready to walk out the door and you put your shoes on, you are at a point that you're so used to tying your shoes. You don't have to think about how to tie your shoes. And you also don't have to think, okay, I need to make sure I put my socks on before I put my shoes on. You just know it makes sense. But the anchor is, is you know that you've got to put your shoes on before you walk out the door. But the task leading up to that could also be like, hey, you have to put your underwear on and then you have to put your pants on and then you have to put your socks on and then you're going to tie your shoes. Find something that is like the main result that you're looking to achieve and anchor that down. Then think of three to five small tasks that you can place around that that are not going to take you more than 30 seconds to a minute. So it's not going to require a lot of time or effort. And you're going to start linking these like neurons together within your brain to want to make you keep that habit in place and then spark that feel good. And the next thing you know, you don't even have to think about it and you're doing it. So if you're going to wake up a few minutes earlier, what's a simple, quick task that you could do without default that's not going to cost you a lot of time your energy super easy one so say you want to, you're waking up at eight you want to start waking up at six maybe wake up at 7 45 so 15 minutes early but the linking habits you can put around it set your phone across the room and then maybe there's something like if you're a freak and you don't like dirty clothes on the floor Set a sock next to your phone because you know that you have to get up and go walk over your phone to shut your alarm off. And then now you got to pick a sock and go throw it in the laundry basket. 
So now you're doing more things that are going to keep you moving or it's not going to be as likely for you to get back into bed. Like little mm. linking habits. I know that was bizarre. That was just a random thing that popped in. You're going to know what's going to work for you anyways. Remember, take what you need and leave the rest. But stack little mini habits together with an anchor of a key result that you're looking to incorporate. So that's actually brilliant because would you say that even making your bed could be one of the first tiny habits that can anchor you to not getting back in bed after waking up earlier than usual? Absolutely. And it's super funny because when I was, you know, like growing up, living at home, I never made my bed. And my argument to my mother, which if you're watching, mom, I'm sure you can attest for this, <laughs> is that I'm like, what's the point of making my bed if I'm just going to like unmake it and get back into it anyways? I had listened to a motivational speech about this military dude who first thing he does is make his bed. But I will tell you, G, I got in the habit of making my bed and like crisping it down and it's super clean. That's the first thing that I do after like I read my Bible app and I'm like, the days that I don't make my bed, I feel so out of sorts and I even feel icky. So it's not even a matter yeah. of actually going to get out of bed. It's even feeling icky if I don't. Yeah, it, it, for me, I'm the same way. When I was little, did never, I never made my bed. But and, and I'm just like you right now. I will, I will tighten the sheets, make it super tight and like puff my pillows. And if it's not, I feel like there's a lot more disorganization up here and there's always a distraction that keeps you from being focused. Like one of the, one of the things that I do with this topic that helps me stay focused and be mindful is, so I'm, I'm a kind of extreme minimalist. And so like, I don't have like things hanging and things on the counters. And so like, if I choose the counter or in, in the sink, I have to take these dishes. And so that's what I do in the mornings is when it helps me is when I get up early, I put on, um, I have it stacked by putting on my AirPod on my ear, earbuds and I listen to a podcast while I do mindless activities like washing the counters and like doing the dishes because I'm being productive in some way and I feel like super accomplished and I can really focus on like my work once I get settled in into, into the zone. So I think habit stacking, I love to hear from people watching this right now. If there's a habit that you're looking to improve, comment, comment with it below. Let us know one habit that you want to work on and we will give you some advice on how to stack that to make it anchored to your daily routine. Just out of curiosity, Jamie, are, are there any habits right now that you're working to improve or trying to instill into your lifestyle? We are always works in progress. So of course, absolutely. Um, for me, a big thing that I work with my clients on um, and I equally incorporate myself, I like to refer to it as my start strong, finish strong. So, so I have my morning routine down packed because I'm also very much a morning person. However, your girl is not an evening person. Okay. So the area and the, the plate, the, the part that I'm trying to get more consistent with uh, COVID, that was one of the big things that that did for me is, you know, especially we didn't really have many places to go before I was always out doing a lot of meetings more in person. So I was running around and it was easier for me to come home and have my routine to get everything ready for the next day, prep, whatever, get my clothes ready, do all that, then go to bed, wake up with a fresh start. But when I was around my house all the time and I was looking at the same stuff constantly, I'm like, mm, 
I can just get to that later. Like, is that really that big of a deal? And I started procrastinating because people make time for the things they want to make time for. And that wasn't something I wanted to make time for. So I am trying to re-get into the habit of building back up my finished strong routine of definitely having a good solid structure because I became aware. It didn't happen very quickly, but I started to become very self-aware of some negative habits that had incorporated over time that I needed to remove to gain the time and motivation back to start working on my finish strong again. I think that's, man, I just love listening to you because that is one thing I can do too, because I feel, I feel like when I get up, I get up early like you. And as the day goes on, like after like six or 7 PM, my willpower is not as strong and fierce as like 5 AM. So I tend to be more relaxed and I, I don't focus as much. And therefore I do, more like I watch like funny videos on YouTube, things that are not very productive. And I can sharpen that up because I think the sharper you are at nighttime, as far as like writing down things that you want to do the next day, the sharper you can even be in the morning. I think I'm pretty sharp in the morning, but I think there are ways of improvement. And you definitely helped me be aware. It's awareness of why I can improve on that to be a better, better person at my job and better uh, yeah, better, better human being. So this is awesome. Guys, if you have any questions for Jamie, um, let us know. I'm going to check. Uh, we had quite a few people watching tonight. Jamie, if someone was interested in learning more about you, learning more about your coaching, tell us where they can find you. Oh, well, you know, any form of social media, since we all have pretty much every platform covered. Um so obviously in the, in the post, it has the spelling of my name. But uh, if you want to check out my website, I'm huge on cyber stalking, guys. Like, feel free to stalk away. I, I, I applaud that and I highly encourage it. I have motivational quotes for days. Um, I have a group that's called Unleash the Beast Within um, that I do a lot of encouragement and motivation in. JamieCharlottecoaching.com is how I also have a blog post on there. I have an upcoming uh, Panama retreat, Week Away in Paradise. Um, information Whoa. about uh, just kind of a little bit of my story, but then even I got some testimonials on there. And then on Facebook, obviously you can find me. And then you can also find me on Instagram at Jamie, the coach. And I am Jamie with no eyes, J-A-Y-M-E. Jamie, um, quick random question. You mm -hmm. mentioned earlier that, so one of your taglines on your website is unleash the beast within. Tell me about that. Yes. So um, also what I tie in a lot with my coaching is um, my one-on-one -on -one coaching program in particular is I take people through what I call a beauty beast boot camp. Because whether you're a male or a female, we both carry masculine and feminine energies. It doesn't actually have anything to do with gender. It's more of the qualities that come with it. So like ego, pride, control, strength, that's more your masculine energy. Feminine would be more of like the nurturing side, the more emotional side, the vulnerability. So men still need to be vulnerable. Women still need to be able to be strong too. Like we want to be able to balance out both worlds. And me personally, through um, my own journey, I went into a phase where I was straight beast mode. All alpha came out and I did not carry much feminine qualities at all to the point that I used to say I was a beast and beasts don't cry. What I quickly learned is that true strength comes within releasing that feminine energy of vulnerability. So 
tying in and learning how to introduce your inner beauty to their inner beast and unleash that best version of yourself. That's where Unleash the Beast Within comes from. Let that beast out, but make sure you tame it first. I've never known that, and I've known you for years. Thank you for explaining that. And our, our Clarissa just joined us late to the party, but Clarissa, you can always watch the replay. We're so glad you joined us. <laughs> Uh, we also had a few other people. David Martino was watching today. Danielle. Oh, dirty. Dirty dude. Thank you for tuning in. Zahara as well. Guys, thank you so much. Kira, oh my, Nikki, thank you guys so much for joining. Holly, man, big support system. And also Kim, thank you guys, everyone, for joining us this evening. Jimmy, are there any last or final words you're going to leave our audience with today? Yes, actually, if you don't mind, the, the, the last part that I want to throw out there to you guys is, you know, as I mentioned in the beginning is that we are living in a very busy world. There's always things that can be done. There, we're always going to have work that needs to be done. Someone's always going to need us. We can always go do something. So even in the midst of learning these different tactics and these skills and drills and tips to be able to put in these, these structured routines, don't forget you're not a robot. Give yourself some grace. You're not going to be motivated all the time. It's not going to run smooth all the time. You're going to get frustrated and that's okay. And right now the, the world we live in also makes us feel like we have to shut that out and we become numb. And I actually just, I don't know if you saw my post about it, G, um, just yesterday about like, you know, like if somebody has le le leprosy and they experience numbness in their hands, and their feet, they have no feeling. So when we function in a world that we have to just be on all the time, we've become numb. Problem with being numb is you can still get burned. If somebody with leprosy, even though they can't feel it, places their hand on a hot stove, it's still going to destroy their skin. Their hand is still going to get burnt, whether they feel it or not. Same goes with you and your emotions. They're there for a reason. They're trying to tell you something. So again, if you're getting frustrated, if you're upset, if you're unmotivated, do a self audit. Why are you drained? Are you taking on too many tasks? Are you not saying no enough? Do you need better rest? So still remember that you're human and it's okay to not have a perfect structure in place to have a great day. Hmm. You know, I never really thought about, and I don't mean to keep hearing this, this, this talk on, but how our emotions are actually there to tell us something because there's sometimes I'm motivated and drained and I can identify with drained, but I have a hard time linking why I'm not motivated sometimes. Um, so I'm going to think about that, Jimmy. So thank you so much for sharing that wisdom and thank you so much for giving us your time tonight. Guys, if you're not following Jamie, be sure to follow her on Facebook on Instagram. Check out our website. Guys, it's just been a blessing to have Jamie on here tonight. Thank you so much for your time, Jamie. And I hope that we can connect again soon. So you can, again, provide a lot of value to our audience here at TAM. So from me to them, thank you so much. And uh, we will see you again soon. Thank you so much, G. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Tandem Talk Show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.